0: Pedro Walpole, you are an Irish Jesuit from Limerick originally, but you've been in the Philippines for many, many years. You're a scientist and you work with forests and water and you're deeply concerned about the future of our planet and the world. Lovely, you've dropped in to say hello and I've nabbed you for an interview. There's no such thing as a free lunch still, no matter what they say. (laughs) Not even a free cup of coffee, Peter. But I do want to talk to you because uh, the last time you were here, which was a few years ago now, pre-COVID, we had a conversation. You're doing such great work yourself. But in the intervening years, I thought, gosh, things have just got so bad. I often wondered what you thought about it all. What are your thoughts about where we are as a planet in outer space at the moment, environmentally?
1: We're in trouble. Just the northern coast of Mindanao, we had floods and landslides. Over 50 people have died and thousands are relocated. And this story is repeated. And this happened at the end of December, January. It's pretty clear that this is climate change. The tropics is in climate change. Temperate zones are only getting a mild brush of what that is. And we see this also. It's not, at the same time, we have refugees all over the world. So... It's planet and people. The planet can survive without the people. And it's only that question that is arising today. How can we survive, not only survive, but flourish on the planet? This is the question that we're dealing with wherever we are throughout the world. Today, it comes down to economics and governance. There's too much collusion, as we've seen in the cop processes between the corporate and political world. Science just has a slight nudge in that process and it's not able to move far enough. So we've got to really recalibrate the world. So we've got to start again, not with false promises, but with renewed effort and commitment to, yes, see how we're going to deal with this. So I'm learning about the huge housing problem you have in Ireland. It's a scandal. It's another disgrace that we're at this point. But okay, how together can we now seriously address the housing situation? How do we address the education? How do we address the food, the quality of food that we eat and that everyone eats, and we don't eat at someone else's expense or at someone else's waste. So all of these things are coming together. And I'm seeing that the best people to engage with in this are not experts and not people who know it all, because we haven't done any of it much, but really with the generation that is going to live this out. So it's lovely to see the youth in school, I've just been down there, Gardner Street and the school there. I visited there years ago to talk with the kids. It's wonderful and it's wonderful to see them now ploughing up a bit of the garden there at the back of the church and all of this becoming community because we're not going to overcome any of these problems until community thrives anew.
0: And that's important because you talk about the economics and about COP, the big economic power brokers, they have enough money to survive for a good bit of time. They don't feel the pinch the way ordinary people do and people in the developing world do when this climate change affects them. So they don't have the same motivation to do something about it because they do stand to lose a lot.
1: The problem is, is the corporate economics is free flow economics. They just have so much, they can keep going. And their families for generations will be safe. They don't have an inclusive sense of society. So whatever sort of Darwinianism we've come up with doesn't work. That's not an ecology. Yeah, we don't realize that that's one very rarefied story on what the environment is darwinian ecology if you like is not the answer and it puts aside many of the other movements on the landscape and the life of how to live together so we really have to redo our ecology and redo our economics economics oikos same word for ecology and economy. But we have two separate households, one household at the expense of another. So it's actually only the children that will have the common sense to work these things out. Two groups in the world are always refreshing to talk with. Indigenous peoples, and that can well be on the Aran Islands, and children. Integrity. They hold the integrity. At a certain point, you know, parents have to recognise the integrity of their children and they always do. And that's going to be the salvation. That's the turning point.
0: So am I picking up then a sense that I don't have myself very often, and that is regarding the environment, that you're actually quite hopeful, despite the enormity of the issues and the interconnectedness of the problems?
1: Yes. Hope is something we don't need today, I feel. We've tarmacked over hope. We don't need it because the economy is so powerful. Everything is invested in the economy. But the economy is exhausting people and the land. The quality of everything is coming into question. The quality of water, one of the most basic elements of life, is now in question. At what stage are we going to have a quality of water given now the incipient pollution by agriculture, by nanoplastics? We can go into any dimension of this. And we really have to say, hang on a minute. We don't necessarily need more and more. What we need is I have to challenge people today say and ask, well. What is your life? What is the meaning of your life? Do you have to keep on going? At the rate we're going, heads down and a lack of civil society. One thing I notice over the decades is we're losing civil society in Ireland.
0: What do you mean by that? Exactly.
1: Exactly. I mean love of neighbour. You know, in very simple, I care about the other people in the same street where I am, in the houses, the people who walk along that road. I can not only salute, but I can say, how are you? And I can listen to how that person is, whatever the age is. I live in a village in the mountains, long, far away. But the wonderful life in a village is you're not age segregated. You can talk to anyone. And everyone will talk to you. If you're a foreigner like me or one of the locals, we exchange. And we still can do that here. And that's what we have to pick up and actually then learn to respond. Somehow we have to respond. And that response is a sense of care. And in that sense of care is a sense of hope that the world can be right.
0: You are seeing then that this really might start with small communities and small groups in any country, because what I'm hearing from you is also that the whole ecological project is not just about the environment, but it's also about how people relate to one another.
1: No, this ICOS of economy and ecology is one. That household has to be put together with a balance. It's all about people. The world can go on without us. We can wreck the world and it'll still go on and find its balance. We've got to come to our senses as to how to do that. We have to really tackle the energy issue, for example. Where are we honestly, honesty means with a care, going to draw our energy. And what are we really going to invest in? And how do we get corporations to tow the line? Corporations, as in COP, far too great a lobby on the political transactions and they're way beyond shenanigans at this stage. It's utter corruption. We're not holding corporations accountable and corporations rule the world. So we need a politics. We need a good politics, an accountable politics. And that's crucial in this balancing that has to be done there are great corporations doing great things but unless the economic motive is accounted for we will not get what we need so we may have to restrain ourselves but we also need to know how simply to have a good life everyone has a different sense of what enough is so we need this enoughness whatever way we want to play it out but We need to know where to put a stop on things and still enjoy life, not just the throb of life. It's not the adrenaline or the fatigue that should be driving us forward. It should be a sense of completeness, of wholeness shared with others. Individually, we can never achieve it. So community is very important and the political accountability So, yes, we need a new relationship. And I think there are all of the elements there, but as with many political systems around the world, we've got to get that accountability and that sharing going. So, anything that's calling for greater transparency, greater collaboration, the communication, the inclusion, all of these things are part of the ecology.
0: And you're a Jesuit, are you heartened by the Pope's Laudato Si' that in that document there's enough to give that sense of the interdependency that you're speaking about there?
1: Well, Pope Francis is really talking about what is already evident. So he's brought it together in a compassionate but revealing language. So what he says, I feel is an absolution for me. (laughs) Many of us feel that somebody, sorry, has read the gospel, feeling the landscape. I mean, it's all there. We've just, in 200 years, taken the carbon path route, the carbon highway. And that's not the way of the sower of seeds. That's not the way of the fisherman and the life in community. So... Francis has opened that up and Fratelli is a beautiful relationship. So that's really the blossoming of the human relationship that's there. And I think that this is what's most important. And in the world I live in, I think the primary focus for me is the youth, but also the women. The women are fundamental in the shifts that we need. And until that is fundamentally understood, I don't think we're going to get there. A lot of my work is trying to forest regeneration, natural assistance. So we don't plant a forest as humans, we assist the natural processes in a generation that reaches that forest diversity. But a lot of this is tough and physical work. It's on time frames which don't respond to where the women can engage fully. I don't want them as a part-time because then they become sub-level in it. So I'm working, for example, at the moment with bamboo cultivation, where they can manage the entire process with citronella oil. We're trying to set up a little bottling operation for citronella because they can manage the growing of the grass to its harvesting, drying, selection. They can work out the chemical processes and the tests, they can manage the whole operation. If you do something like that in a village and you can give an equity to the women in the village, their lives as the children change. It makes a huge difference. So one of the things I'm looking for, one of the things I'd love to find while I'm here is someone who could help me manage a crash. Because that's where I believe it begins. Unless the children age one to age five have a proper balanced diet, understand how to rest and how to play Mm. in safety. These are some of the most important things in our communities. And you build such relationships of the people around. So I'm hoping to find a volunteer, someone who knows how to organise a crash and the basic operations that are there because I have many women in the area who would love to help, but themselves don't have the experience and the knowledge. So this is what I'm trying to do is to build a creche so it gives a bit more time to the women for them to organize themselves. We organize around citronella oil. We do something with the bamboo nursery cultivation and we give them a livelihood and dignity in their work. Far greater respect must go to work, not to slavery. Mm. And we need this all over the world. But in the little village where I am, that's what we're trying to do.
0: And that's not the first time you've been doing new stuff, because the last time I was speaking to you, you were farming in a very sustainable way. How, tell me about that and how it's going.
1: Well, we're going well, we're going slow, but we have an organic farm now running. We must have 20 different vegetables we're cycling through there with all of the organic uh, from vermicast to different distillation processes of, from fish bones to eggshells, all of this. We're going well. We're able to feed about maybe a hundred of the youth. They run their kitchens in uh, Delupa which is a cultural centre. For the youth, uh, home from home, it's a safety dynamic. And we hope to be able to increase that. We teach organic farming. We can give certificates for it now. We teach bamboo construction. Bamboo has grown out of the agroforestry side of this. We're going very well. We're building a new school, hopefully using this technology in the coming year. And we want to build some houses for teachers. So it's all coming out of the farm.
0: Amazing.
1: So we have a lot of youth. We've started another little centre the other side of the river, very small.
0: Yeah, but it's very powerful, isn't it? I mean, it's doing all the things you're talking about and ticking all those boxes of sustainability, community, nourishment, intergenerational.
1: The most important box it ticks, if it's boxes, is (laughs) hope. The youth have a capacity to do something. The youth today need to believe in themselves. I'm very sorry. The other day I was down with a friend looking at the cleanup, the great work they're doing on the liffy with this, not the dredger, but the float elevator and the rubbish there. And they had to stop from home because they had to check because some poor young woman um, tried to take her life. Fortunately, uh, she didn't. This is why all of these things are connected. We have to create an environment of hope and all of the possibilities there. I mean, look at how well (laughs) shod Dublin is when you walk around it. How can we continue with the attitudes at times that you see in social media, in whatever else? Why are we so... Reviled not to believe humbly in ourselves and in our society, and to build a society that isn't a dichotomy, yeah, that isn't polarized. We have so much. I look at what we have here,
0: yeah, and I think that there is a willingness because you talked to me about the beginning about the housing crisis here, which is a disgrace beyond words. And the boys in Belvedere did a sleep out and they wanted to break the record of 2017, which was 225,000. Now, they've they've broken that by almost 100,000 euro more. And I think that is really people saying as a community, enough, stop this. There does seem to be a political vacuum, I think, in representing people.
1: The world over, there's a political vacuum. Now, it's really people who have to start to fill this with movements. We're so caught on both partners in a family having to have a livelihood so as to educate children, so as, so as, so as. We need to live and we need to share that life with others. We need to find the events. We can meet each other much more. Gratitude. At what point in life do we stop and say, thanks? in the world. Life is good. How can we say that as a community? Then you've won the game. If community can say, wow, life is good. It really makes a difference that I have a community. Then we're on the right road. It's a struggle, but we're there. So make this the year of the community. We see what we can do. God bless.